For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome into a Tuesday, March 29th edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Um, if you are watching, uh, you see a guest that you probably know well by now. He's been on a few times with us, and uh, we just recently spoke to him during the conference tournaments of um, of March Madness, right after UNC upset Duke to uh, close out Coach K's career at home. And now we're going to talk to him with Duke and Carolina meeting in the final four. First meeting in the tournament, unbelievable. Other matchup, Villanova and Kansas. Jeff Goodman from Stadium. Uh, welcome back on to Unreasonable Odds, sir. Good to be back. Good to be back. It feels like uh, I spoke to you like three months ago. I've been so many uh, places in between when we last talked that, like, I don't even remember. I, and, and I lost a ton of money in Vegas, too. So that was... Um, I was in, I was in Vegas. I don't think we overlapped. I was there for the, uh, the opening weekend of the tournament. You've yeah. been bouncing around to all kinds of tournaments. Um, but let's not waste any time. We were whittled down to four wild tournament headlined by the Peacocks stealing yeah. America's heart. Yep. But now there are four. And of course it is the blue bloods, um, Kansas and Nova on one side, Duke and Carolina on the other. Let's start with the earlier game. Um, Kansas and Nova. This one opened three on DK Sportsbook. It yeah. sits four and a half. Yeah. I was waiting as quickly as I could to jump in. I got it at Kansas minus three and a half um, because you knew this would move. I'll, I'll give you the floor, but the analysis was simple to me. I mean, I don't care as much about Kansas's momentum, but Kansas's second half against Miami was probably the best half on both sides of the ball anybody's played in the tournament. Um and then you just go to Nova. Great team. They're nails. They have the balls to go 15 of 15 from the free throw line to go to a final four. There's not many teams like that. And you don't want to bet against teams that can do that. But they have a six-man rotation. Justin Moore, in my opinion, is their second best player. He's either second, third, fourth. They have a great starting five. Best shooter. Best great shooter. shooter. Yep. He's out there 35, 36 minutes. Torn Achilles. Now you go from a six-man rotation to a five-man rotation with that fifth starter not being anything special, and then what are you going to get from bench? This is the thing that I don't even know. So tell me what I can expect from Villanova here, because I don't even know that anybody on their bench now because they don't play any of them. Uh, Ryan Archie Diakono's brother. That's well, who's going to play he's, a lot. Is he, he's going to start now, right? Well, they'll probably Maybe. start Daniel. So probably start Caleb Daniels and bring Archie's brother off the bench. So okay. I, I think it'll still be – listen, the bottom line is they're going to play five dudes – 35 minutes or more if they can. And, and again, I think to me, the biggest question mark, like you said, losing more is huge, but Kansas and Bill self in particular utilizes his bigs more than anybody else, no matter how good or bad they are. He goes to him. I mean, he goes to him and Villanova's got one big Eric Dixon, and he generally plays 25 to 30 minutes. Now he's going to have to play 30 minimum if he's on the court now and they're going to try to get him in foul McCormick trouble gets him in foul trouble early then they're really screwed yeah because then you go with like 
I love Brandon Slater, but then you got to play him at the five. Unless Villanova makes, to me, they need to make at least 13 threes. They got to make at least 13 threes to have a shot. Gillespie's got to be on. Caleb Daniels has to be on. Slater's got to be more aggressive. Listen, you don't put anything past the, the, the program of culture, which is Villanova. They've won two national titles in the last six years, but they're just so thin and Justin Moore's injury crushes them. And again, Kansas can expose the lack of front court depth that Villanova has. And also Remy Martin. That's the other thing. Okay. So they got bigs they can throw to, and you got Remy Martin, who's able to get in the seams and get to the basket. He's got that burst back. And what are you going to do if you're Eric Dixon there? Yeah. And Agbaji hasn't even played well yet nope. in this tournament. Nope. So if he decides to show up in New Orleans, um, it's just it's it's the public side. It's everybody seems to share the same opinion here. But I just and fading Villanova hurts like it, it's tough to do. But I don't see it here. I, there's got to be a I'm hangover when you when you lose a piece that big on a team that thin against a team like Kansas. I, you know I, what I, I like? Go, I like teasing both uh, Kansas and Duke here. So you'll get, I'll tell you this, just yep. don't even, this is an, this is an odds thing. This is a sports book thing. Yep. Don't even, don't even tease it because teasers are like minus minus one twenty. If you just money line parlay uh, Kansas and Duke, you're going to get like plus plus one twenty five ish. That's what I you'll do. Just then. get a better yeah. payout on the money line. Parlay. Yeah. That's probably what I do. I, again, do I think Villanova could keep it close? Do I think Carolina could keep it close? Yes. I just feel like both of them at the end of the day, Kansas is going to wear Villanova down. That's the one I feel stronger about yep. out of the yep. two, just because I could see Villanova playing with him for 20. And then poor Eric Dixon is going to be, if he's on the court for 35 minutes, and, and that'd be the dream for Jay Wright to keep him on the court. Look yeah. at it. He's barely played. He plays 25 to 30 every night. You, I know the TV timeouts are long, but he's going to have big David McCormick. And when big Dave's not in there, he's going to have Mitch Lightfoot who plays with a ton of energy. So I, two totally different bigs coming at him 20 yeah. minutes apiece all game. So I'm, I'm with you. My two biggest plays of the tournament so far have been, I laid four and a half points with Villanova against Ohio state. Yep. That one got there. And I haven't been having a great tournament, but the bigger bets have been getting there. That one got there. I didn't see it with Ohio State. Nova, tactical, got it done. And then Miami, laying two and a half with Miami against Iowa State in that Friday night um, Sweet 16 game got there. This one now is my favorite spot in the tournament, laying the three and a half with Kansas. Yep. Um, and I'm going to try and tie them in on some money line parlays as well because I really love Kansas. But let's touch quickly on Duke and Carolina. We've seen it so many times. Carolina's playing out of their minds. Duke has been offensively, they found it in the tournament. And they found yep. something with their zone, too, against Texas Tech. They got them through that game and yep. then dominated the Arkansas game. Um, but these teams know each other. And it's Coach K's finale and Hubert Davis's first year. There's so many weird tie-ins to this story. Last 10 matchups between Carolina and Duke, UNC is 8-2 and two against the spread. Throw Throw them out, Julian. I but don't it's care. A, it's an ACC rivalry. I'm just going to give the number, and then you can tell me to throw it out. Eight and two against the spread for Carolina, covering by an average of over 11 points per game. Don't care. Don't okay. care. Go ahead. Irrelevant. Throw it all out the window because, man, I've never seen a group more humiliated 
more embarrassed than they were on March 5th, right? It's going to be about, what, 25 days or so since mm -hmm. those two teams have seen each other. And they wanted the revenge spot in the ACC tournament, and Carolina fell yeah. short, and now they get it in the Final Four. They get it exactly where they want it. And they've been salivating, like, because again, like you said, they didn't think they'd see him in the NCAA tournament. You look at the brackets right. and, and they got him now. And I'm telling you, like, and Duke, listen, Carolina's played great. And, and I think their, their perimeter can match up, right? Like RJ Davis has been awesome. Yep. Caleb Love, when he's good, is really, really good. Now he can be really, really bad too. It's the front court that still scares me, right? Brady Manick. He's been great because he's a, you know, 6'10 perimeter guy. He could shoot it. So he's a tough matchup, but he's got to make shots because if he doesn't make those shots, he is a defensive liability. Paolo is going to go to town on him. And I think the other thing was in the first matchup, Armando Baycott was able to play toe to toe with Mark Williams. I'm not sure that's going to be the same. I just think ultimately, like, there, there's, there's that taste in their mouths. They're the more talented team. We know that Wendell Moore has been good. Jeremy Roach has been much, much, much better uh, over the last month or so of the season. I just, man, I, I'd lay the points in this one and feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm leaning both the favorites. I'm leaning with Duke here. I'm a little worried with just how well Carolina is playing and that they kind of have that yeah. attitude of, you know what? We'll spoil the party two times on Duke and do it again. Um I haven't bet anything on this game yet. Eventually I'll get around to it. I am kind of leaning towards like if Carolina gets there, I think they're going to kind of have to grind back like they did against UCLA. And like you said, the narrative for Duke and how they want to come out and set the tone in this game. I kind of like Duke first half, which is minus two points. So you get a basket. That's actually a good half. one. I like that too. Good angle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like know, that a lot. They're going to come out and oh yeah. Yeah. They, they may come out too amped, Julian. Well, then, yeah, that could hurt him. <laughs> it could. But they're going to come out amped. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm liking Duke first half and then kind I of like figure that. it out yeah. from there. You can always play the second half. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a blowout at halftime or anything where you can't get back into the game or anything. Um, okay. Two quick, uh, two quick ones we'll spend a couple minutes on before I let you go. But first, I guess, who, who wins it? It sounds like we're going to have Kansas versus Duke. And, and I, it's players. funny. Because a week ago, if you had asked me that, I kind of picked Kansas coming out of that. I, you know, I thought it was going to be Gonzaga, Kansas, and I picked Gonzaga to win it all. So I kind of stuck with Kansas there. And the more I think about the matchup, I, I don't like it for Kansas. I don't. I like Duke's bigger, stronger, especially at the guard spot. I just think those guards could get swallowed up, Remy Martin and Harris. I, I don't – and I just – you know, I saw him twice recently. I love Ochai, but he's just not – the thing I worry about him is putting on the floor and getting by dudes. And if Remy can't do that, it, it, you rely on him and Christian Brown to do that. And that's not really their strength. That's not who they are. So I, I just think the matchup, I like Duke. I really do. The more I think about it. So I'm, I'm flipping and I'm going Duke to win the whole thing now. And, and I listen, the other part is again, how do you like to be an official in a close game down the stretch of the championship game? The narrative coach is real. K, with Coach K with his final game, and, and you're going to make a, a call against him? Probably him not. Call. Yeah, right. give him a bad call yep. or a no call when you're it's not. questionable. Yep. Like, I'm I'm with you there. There's something to that. Yep. So, I, I lean Duke as well. And it's fair to reevaluate at this stage because now there's only four teams left versus the whole field. 
Um, okay. I have an NBA draft question for you and an NBA question for you before I get you out of here. You can just do a minute each. Um, real quick, Mark Williams, how much has he helped his draft stock? Is he going uh, – how high is he? Because I see I see a lot of potential there. A lot. A lot. You know, like he can be Clint Capella at the, at the, at the worst. To me, I, I honestly think he's, he's going to be better than Capella. I agree. But he's a freak athlete who can protect the rim. He plays so damn hard. He rebounds at a high level. Not a big time scorer, but again, like you don't need him to be. He's so he finds athletic. It around, he finds it around the rim. He's awesome. He's awesome. awesome. And he's getting better and better and better. I think he can be a guy that eventually makes elbow jumpers consistently. Yep. And that like, would help him. I would take Mark Williams in that 15 to 20 range. Ooh. All right. I'm I would higher. take I'm him that high in this draft. I'm I would. I take, you. <laughs> you're higher than him? Uh, yeah. I, I'm fine with him like that those final few picks in the lottery like okay that's 10 fair to 14, 10 to 20 I, yeah 10 to 4 10 to 15 I, I would be fine depending on what's there what my needs are but I mean are you taking him okay so most people there was a time this year where I thought people were out of their minds some people were trying to convince me that AJ Griffin should go like some idiots were like saying like top three that's and I'm I, like so I've seen three four five way too high way too high like, yeah. what, what are we doing here? Like, A.J. Griffin, to me, is a 10 to 20 guy. I think he's a 10 to 20 guy. Yeah. I'm not buying him that I'm, high. Now, maybe he'll go that high because he's got size and he can shoot the hell out of the ball. Well, Ochai's got size, and he can shoot the hell out of the ball. And he's yep. athletic, and he can guard some. Like, I don't know. I Boy, A.J. Griffin, to me, the love for A.J. Griffin so far, maybe I'll be proven wrong. I don't quite understand it for the draft. Last time we talked, there were no draft odds. DraftKings Sportsbook now has odds just for the number one pick. And yep. it's our guy that we both liked last time. Jabari Smith is at even money at the top of the field. Um, real quick, you can just give me a yes or no. I assume you're a yes there. That's your guy. And I think yes. that's going to, by the time we do all these workouts, it's going to be then Jabari Smith minus 125, then Jabari Smith minus 120, um, 150. And it's just yes. going to keep going until we get to June. I'd be surprised. I mean, again, we don't know the team. Right. So you're always a little bit scared right now because we don't know the team that's going to get the number one pick. And that team yep. just might be in love with Chet or scared to miss on Chet. I just don't know how you take Paolo over Jabari. I don't know how you take Paolo over. Chet's four for me. <laughs> Chet's four for me. Well, he scares you. He yep. just scares you. That's Jabari, all. Banchero, Jaden Ivey, I'll go three. And then I'm there. Did we talk? Um, did we talk about my love affair for Shaden Sharp? If he, if he, if no, he I, I haven't heard that. Oh, um, I know you're him. you're in a time crunch here, but it sounds like yep. you like him. <laughs> we'll love get Shaden to that Sharp. One. Love right, him. We're gonna we're gonna talk again before the draft. So we'll, yeah, we'll we'll do another one. All I'll tell all I'll tell your viewers is wherever he sits right now, if he if he declares and stays in, which mm -hmm. he could go to Kentucky. He's a kid from Canada, right? Who uh, reclassified showed up in Lexington, didn't play a game. Uh, every bit of 6'4", six, 6'5", six, I saw him a ton at the PGM last summer. And, man, he can score from all three levels, can make the plays with the ball in his hands, make people better. Boy, like, I got to tell you, I think we could be looking at a guy who is the best player to come out of this draft class down the road. Wow, that would be impressive. Um, I texted you before we came on. I said, who you got for MVP? 
because the odds have moved so much, Joel Embiid now minus 160, Jokic down to plus 130. He was plus 160 this morning. DraftKings has the best price in the industry on Jokic. This is like a pick em at really? every other sports book. I gave out Jokic at plus 160 this morning. ESPN had the article that most people, uh, they did the straw vote. Most people yeah. are leaning Jokic's way. Talked to some people around the league, just like I texted you, and they said, I'm probably Jokic, probably Jokic. Um, you can just two man race to say who's your MVP. You got to vote. Who is it? Yeah, I would probably go Jokic, but I think okay. here's the, the only thing I would say is because he won it. I think there are a lot of people that are like, let's give it to the guy that hasn't won it. I said that in my tweet. I said the only red flag here, voter fatigue. Yes. But the novelty, the novelty, and and a lot of people. Listen, when we vote, and I don't vote for, for that, but I vote for a lot of things in the college game. And mm-hmm. when we vote, if it's close, a lot of people go by, like, likability. Not, yep. not that Jokic isn't liked, he is, mm-hmm. but Joel is so fun to be around. When you get yep. to know him, you root for Joel. And you root for Joel because, frankly, listen, I've known him since he barely got off the damn bench back in AU ball through Kansas. And I didn't think he'd be healthy like this. I was worried that his right. every year was going to be like it was early in the season. So I could see people at the end of the day looking at it and saying, you know what, I'm going to give it to Joel. I don't know if he's going to have a chance for another one. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, all right, Jeff Goodman from Stadium. Thank you, as always, for joining us on Unreasonable Odds. Um, I'm sure we will talk sometime around June and do some NBA draft insight like we did last year. Um, and like we've already been doing this year. Um, we'll, we'll do it in person. How about we do it, you know, outside good weather on Newbury street or something like that in Boston. That's what we need to do. Newbury street, right around the corner from DraftKings HQ. We will, we will have you in and, uh, we'll figure something like that out. Um, all right. Thank you, Jeff. I'll be back on the other side of this. I'm going to wrap up the pod uh, a couple minutes solo and uh, touch on a couple other things. All right. Thank you, as always, to Jeff Goodman from Stadium uh, for coming on, breaking down the final four, giving some NBA draft um, advice. And like he said, we'll we'll be doing it again closer to the draft. A few things I wanted to expand on. Number one, the MVP bet. Um, we'll see where that's at by the time you're listening to this. It should be around to pick them for Jokic. Uh, but that's one that I, I like a lot. Just talking from the people that I've talked to around the league, all kind of pointing towards Jokic. They don't seem that voter fatigue. And I mentioned it and Jeff brought it up as well. It's a thing, but they still seem to be going Jokic. Um, so I don't, I don't have a problem getting good plus money on him. Um, if we go, let me see. I'm going to open the ESPN article just so that I give you guys the exact uh, numbers from this poll. So Tim Bontemps, ESPN, put it out. The results from the final MVP straw poll are in, and there's now a major change with less than two weeks remaining before all ballots are due. If you go look at my Jokic play on Twitter um, with odds from DraftKings Sportsbook, I quote tweeted this article from ESPN. So basically... A hundred people were were polled, um, reporters around the NBA across 28 markets. So to make it relatively even, 62 of those hundred voted Jokic first place. Um, and it was heavy Embiid last time. So you look at Jokic coming off like another monster triple-double, another win. Sixers lose to the Suns. Sixers have a big one tonight, Tuesday, March 29th against the Bucks. 
Um, if Philly keeps losing some games, Celtics maybe steal that division. If the Nuggets keep winning, maybe they steal the division from the Jazz. I, I think there's narratives here for Jokic to uh, to get it once again. Um, and real quick in the awards market, it's late in the season, but it's like an edge to be able to vote uh, to be able to bet on this stuff this late in the season. Evan Mobley has been the rookie of the year all year. He's still laying minus 450 on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get Scotty Barnes plus 300. What's happened in the past week? The Toronto Raptors have surpassed the Cleveland Cavaliers in the standings in the Eastern Conference. Barnes and Mobley have almost identical numbers. Barnes is playing more minutes. Barnes is playing a larger role. I love Evan, Evan Mobley, um, but this isn't done. And Evan Mobley rolled his ankle on Monday night might miss these last handful of regular season games in return for the postseason. There's room for Barnes to make up some slack here. Um, so Scotty Barnes plus 300 for rookie of the year. I'm thinking about giving that one out as well. I think there's some value there for a smaller bet, not as big as Jokic, but um, some meat on the bone there. All right. So that'll do it for NBA. I will say uh, NBA Tuesday night, quick pause. So we should get a quick turnaround here. We're recording. It's 124 PM Eastern on Tuesday. Bucks, even money against the Sixers. I like the Bucks money line uh, over the Sixers. There's your, your Tuesday night um, NBA play. If Rudy Gobert is out for the Jazz and Paul George plays, Clippers plus 105 money line in Paul George's return at home to beat the Utah Jazz. Got to have no Gobert there to play that one. MLB. I won't be talking much MLB, but I, I will promote Steve Buchanan is going to return to the podcast. He's actually going to do one. He's actually going to give me a break. I'm going to take this episode off, but it'll be out this week. Uh, Steve Buchanan and Robert Flores from MLB Network. Um, you know, Steve goes on MLB Network three times a week in season, does his segments with Roflo. So Roflo is going to return the favor. Come on Unreasonable Odds with Steve and do a huge MLB uh, preview. Gets going next week. Um, so that's pretty cool to have. In honor of the podcast, since I won't be on it, yes, I will give plays. I'm not a coward. Detroit Tigers win total under 78 and a half, 77 and a half, doesn't matter. Um, under on the Detroit Tigers. And another way to bet it, Steve put this play in his article. Um, but where do you think he got it? He got it from me. I showed him if you go to win total match bets, you can get the Seattle Mariners. Minus six and a half wins against those Detroit Tigers that I'll be feeding at plus 105. I do think Steve's Mariners, who signed his guy, Robbie Ray, are going to be good this year. And I think the Tigers are going to be bad. So give me the Mariners to win seven or more games than the Tigers, and you get plus 105 on that. There's your MLB picks. Um, I'm giving it out before Steve gives it out to you tomorrow after stealing it from me. Uh, so that's something that you want to tune into unreasonable odds, Steve Buchanan, Robert Flores of MLB network doing our MLB preview. Um, thank you for listening to this edition of the unreasonable odds podcast. No, uh, podcast before the national championship game. So you'll want to tune into the sweat on Monday, April 4th, the game of the natty. Um, and I'll be on the show giving out my, my plays for, uh, for the national championship game on Monday, April 4th. Um, so yeah, follow us on Twitter at unreasonable odds. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Edlow, follow Steve on Twitter at sbcanon 24. Um, you can even follow Samir on Twitter. Um, and that'll round it out for us. So I will talk to you next week. Steve will talk to you later this week. Um, go nuggets, 
go Nikola Jokic, uh, win another MVP. Samir wants me to tell you it's at Samir Dauk. His name, there's nothing fancy about it. Thank you for throwing that in, Samir. I was going to look up your Twitter. Now it's there. Now I'm rambling. That's a podcast. Talk to you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.